to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And this week's movie is House on Haunted Hill. 1999. Not to be mistaken with the black and white. Was it black and white from 1959? I think so. I didn't watch it. I didn't either. I should have because it's Vincent Price, I believe, so. And this guy's name is Stephen Price. I think that was a nod, yeah. I like it, Okay. I'm going to refer to everybody as not their character names because I only remember Stephen Price's name. He's Captain Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. Only it's hard to recognize him because he's got this sick little Sharpie stash right above his top lip. It's dashing. <laughs> sure. That's what you want to call it. Now it's gross. <laughs> I kept wanting to rub the screen. Yeah. Get it off. It really like makes his character extra icky. He's an icky man. So I think his character is super cool though because I love roller coasters and they show his newest roller coaster that starts at the top. I thought that whole scene was very fun. They really underutilized freaking Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer as cameraman. Man, and I really like that. Stick him in the back with the nerds. You know? Honestly, that would have scared me shitless. Like, I would have been deceased at the bottom of that because I have claustrophobia and just being in an elevator is not okay for me. Like, I'm always kind of low-key panicking. If there was really a ride like that, I would die. I would simply pass away. Simply pass away. I'm not laughing at you when I'm smiling. It's just because, like, yeah. But I'm that kind of adrenaline junkie, not actually, like, jumping out of a plane, which is on my bucket list. But, like, I have to be sweet-talked into that. And I love that it was very realistic that the cable snapped on that elevator. I'd be pissed if I wasn't like prepared and I was just doing an interview with this motherfucker. I'd be pissed. (laughs) So yeah, he's that kind of guy. I think he's cool, even though he's icky. I think the whole dynamic he has with his shitty wife, it's psychotic, but they're like kind of perfect for each other even yes. the entire movie they're trying to kill each other i think it really works for them spoiler alert i think it's great that they'll be together for all of eternity yeah i also think it's really telling when he thinks somebody else killed her there's yeah. actually like a moment of emotion there and i don't think it's because he's like really i think he wanted to be the one to do yeah i do he's like no i deserve to kill that bitch who i love because she's my match but yeah. like she gotta go and she's fucking hot she's like a good brother she's like a 50 out of 10 and he's like a five a slimy five and she reminds him every chance she gets like i love you for your money even <laughs> You're ugly. You look like a foot with a mustache drawn on. Whatever he is, there's a mustache drawn on. Yes. He's an ugly foot. Someone's ugly bunny foot with a mustache drawn on. We're getting stuck in weird places on this movie, but that's okay. Because, you know, this movie, I haven't seen it in a really long time. So I didn't remember much about it. It is genuinely like freaky and a really, really good time. It's very atmospheric. I really love the set design. This whole little coffins with guns within a coffin. Shut the 
fuck up. This is a wicked party. I almost <laughs> wish I had been invited. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost. This movie scared the shit out of me when I used to watch it when I was younger. Because this was one of my mom's favorites. Again, you know, this was right around the era where mom and I were watching movies together a lot when I was a younger teenager. And watching this again, God. The terrible CGI at the end, though, dude. It scared scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But now I'm like, what the Nintendo 64 is going on here? No, literally the exact same. Because I remember being scared shitless of this movie. And then... And I was so gung-ho through the movie until you get there. And I'm like, oh, come on. You're trying to ruin it. That's not very nice. So the premise of this movie, of course, there is an asylum where the patients revolted against the evil Dr. Vanneket because, well, he was evil. And then, yeah, they revolted. It went on lockdown. The house ate all of them and their souls live in the darkness. And so, of course, this like psychotic babe wants to host her birthday party there because why the fuck not? And there's a snack with the freaking invite list and he shreds her list but the house intercepts his list and invites randoms who are related to the people who survived the incident back in the day dun, dun, dun. you have tay diggs you have what's her face from legally blonde you have sandy cohen from the oc who will never not be Oh, Sandy. I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, and so that's Sandy. His eyebrows are way less imposing in this. You know why, though? It's just because of the shape of his glasses, because oh. Sandy doesn't wear glasses, so you have full view. And I know this because of my glasses and my eyebrows. That's all it is. And then there's another blonde lady. She's in stuff. I cannot remember what she... You know what? She hmm. played Helen Shiver's sister, and I know what you did last summer. It just came to Okay. Me. I don't know what else she's been in, respectfully to her. It doesn't say anything about her work. It's just me. It's- Honestly, the two blonde chicks were hard to tell apart for me, so. The only reason I could tell them apart is because the, uh, I've seen Legally Blonde so many times. I knew the other one wasn't in Legally Blonde. They could be sisters. They could be related. I'm not saying all white people look the same. So there's, like, layers of deception and there's lots of stuff happening. But can we, can you guess who my favorite character was? It's not the mustaches. I don't know. Like, mine's obviously uh, Famke Jansen. That would be the obvious choice. Less <laughs> obvious is the little man who owns this asylum. Oh, shit. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he's Most like a... Funny. He's like he's a little shithead. Little scrawny Jeff Goldblum knockoff. Yes, and I love him. I'm like obsessed with him in this movie because he knows what's up he knows this house is haunted and he's like give me my money pay me my money give me the money right now he says i want it do you give it now he's such a weaselly snivelly little bitch too i just love he gets his money this guy's just handing out millions like he's mm-hmm. just handing out millions like they're dollar dollar bills and they're at a strip club which is wild and I can see how that would be you know enticing to some people especially in 1999 <laughs> not me I don't Definitely. know dude no I'm not taking the risk especially if I'm the only black person there well congrats well, to Tay Diggs because he actually was one of two who made it so I also really love that giving Deep Blue C 
and LL Cool J. Love it. But no, if I'm the only black person that I'm out, especially if when I get there, he's like, hi, you got to get out of your car because the driveway doesn't work. You have to walk directly. I'm out. <laughs> and then they start revealing. They're both going back and forth and they're clearly crazy as shit. And they're like, I didn't invite these people. Did you invite these people? I have no idea who the fuck these people are. I'm out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think the money mechanism is good though because it gives the one blonde girl she lied about who she was to get there she obviously needs the money obviously and also i think it's very fitting that those two survived because he's adopted and mm-hmm. she wasn't even the right girl to begin yeah, with that's true yeah i didn't even think about that damn yeah so like don't eat me haunted. wrapped it up in a bow now i want to know how they got down off that building at the end yeah and they got all the money but see it's not it's not worth it to me especially because like they got punked almost immediately first of all they didn't know each other and she's like going off when he disappears about i thought you were a good guy but you don't know him you just met him five minutes ago i think you thought he was handsome and you're pissed that he's also an asshole now and then the ghost of him as the ghost of you by my starts playing in the background has her digging around in a vat of bloody goop yelling his name i'm not doing it if no. i see good riddance I'm sorry, but I would have to have some sort of like deep emotional attachment to be going through some bloody, gross. You and me? I would do it for you. I would do it for you, yes. You're not going to eat my best friend. I don't think so. I would have dove in there like Harley Quinn. Come on, wait, but Tay Diggs, you are on your own, buddy. Sorry. Cute though. (laughs) No. I'll take his money. Especially because, like, the ghost version was acting real weird and not talking. Real weird and his eyes were glowing. Yes. You're in a haunted fucking asylum. Are you really going to believe that there's nothing, like, afoot here? Strange things are clearly afoot. You got locked down with strangers. Right. And this little man with glasses is aggressively telling you that the house is alive. And it's gonna kill you and eat you. It's like, I would assume, I think everyone should have taken the the angry little man a little bit more seriously, you know? I think so, too. I always, because, you know, Daddy DeVito and whatever, always take the little man seriously. You just never know, okay? Especially because, like, all these mysterious things are already happening. My into would be like bitch get the fuck out of here okay my strategy if i stayed would be to like find the front door yeah sit my ass against the front door with that gun and just do that the whole night that's the same thing i literally thought the same i'm not fucking moving Mm-mm. have fun you'll have to come and get me bitch i'm not gonna wander like salt circle around me yeah that would work summoning would- my own demons up to fight the demons in the house my demons are better than your demons <laughs> right not like the other blonde lady she used to have a talk show and she's trying to get her way back in there so she's got this fun little camera playing baggins they took her out so fast like they split i thought that that was interesting the view through the camera she could see the ghosts like mm-hmm. reenacting this torture scene and then they got it she was kind of asking for it like, don't go poking around in that shit 
for one thing it's just disrespectful people died there in terrible ways like all you would have to tell me is this was an insane asylum that was operating before 1950 i would just be like okay i'm the fuck out i'm gonna sit against this door and i'll see you in the morning catch me by the door how about that i'm not doing so they Mm -mm. took her okay oh there was this wonderful scene like in the beginning where there's this like trippy stained glass ceiling that cracks and almost decapitates body body, Mm -hmm. right i'm out of here yeah speaking of hottie i love her fucking dress her like nightgown is so cute too like i just she's a stunner she's very captivating we did great sticking her in there especially because the other two women look exactly the same and she had that like sparkly eyeshadow that kept getting caught in the camera i was like oh man she's so pretty love her yeah he gives them all guns to like hair guns to defend yourself against ghosts and each other <laughs> it's wild i feel like somebody should drop the winchesters in here no seriously can we can we do a fan edit we could really get to the bottom of it because like they talk about like the corrupt core of the house and like darkness that gets out so that must have been what infected the doctor like back in the day right or like something he called in with being evil that brought it there or is it older the lore mechanisms here aren't fully defined but they're interesting yeah Yeah. there could definitely be more movies out of it Mm -hmm. i feel like if we have to go based off of like just what we're given because his grandpa built the place so it can't be that old Hmm. so i would feel like the doctor had to do something like in the amityville horror movie with dr ketchum or whatever i feel like it's something like that i was gonna say like i think of like american horror story the first season the murder house one when you start killing people and causing like emotional trauma in a massive (laughs) way it would attract in supernatural things that would be attracted to negative energy i would think we're talking about lore building and then all those catastrophic deaths happening at the same time mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's gonna leave a mark that's gonna be a and thing. more so than catastrophic deaths i feel like living human suffering putting yeah. out that negative energy has got to be like a magnet for things like poltergeists happen because teenagers are hormonal or whatever <laughs> yeah and that's the mechanism that they found with a lot of poltergeist hauntings is there's somebody that hits puberty they have like some kind of latent ability it manifests outwardly however that works i mean that's the theory of course but i I mean i believe it i i make shit happen when i have really bad pms not necessarily (laughs) like things flying around the building but shit happens Okay, so shit switches between the loving couple and the other people are tired of their shit. The people who survived. He sees, like, Vanekut's ghost mm-hmm. on camera after his, like, effects guy gets his whole face removed. Yeah. Fucking gnarly. Like, I wasn't expecting that when he turned the chair around. Whole, not just his face. He's like cored out. It's, it's yeah. grotesque. That had to have been like, that was practical because it wasn't fucked up and glitchy. So, yeah, that was definitely, it was practical. cool. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. So, and then like his wife's sleeping. So he's like, ugh, gotta go save her because again, mm-hmm. he has to be the one to do the murdering, not fucking yes. ghost. But then she's like, when they find her, she's getting electric 
shock tricuted yeah that scene fucked me up a little bit just as somebody who had depression when i was younger and like heard about like shock therapy and shit that was terrifying and then it like brought back watching the green mile oh my god Which was the most scarring uh, visual of my childhood, I think, watching the Green Mile, like that when the scene where he gets burned up on the electric chair where he catches on fire. Oh, God. Yeah, I didn't watch that as a child. My mom watched all of these right when they came out. <sighs> I'd be like that sometimes. It, it was like she was twitching and it was pretty bad, you know? Yeah. And he also showed a lot of emotion there. He did. Yeah. That's because somebody was killing her and it wasn't him. And he He's like, what the fuck? I also think he has major control issues. So, like, the fact that, like, his parade keeps getting shitted on, he's, like, slowly losing his mind. But they sick of his shit, so they lock him up in this room. Do you know what they call that room? I don't know, but that's fucking freaky as shit, too. It was a lot for me, and I had, like, a physical reaction watching that because, again, like, the spinning stuff, and we just went to a haunted car carnival and I didn't think I was going to make it through it was literally just like you walk through this tunnel it's like glow in the dark stars and shit it's spinning around you and there's a strobe light Hmm. and I ate an edible and I have vertigo so as soon as I walked in I started screaming it's sickening I can't imagine being locked in that this is a arguably mentally okay person i mean he obviously has issues but not the type of issues that would have caused you to be one of the ogs locked in this so you have sensory processing issues like the things that they used to throw you into asylums for and you get put into something like that again it's like the psychic energy that had to have been created from tormenting these people has to be what caused that darkness Yeah, especially when you think about like there was that massive list going around the internet of things that women would get thrown in institutions for back in the day, like hysteria, like PMS, having cramps, disagreeing with men, basic shit. I would have so been thrown in an asylum. T.S. Elliot threw his wife in an asylum. He's a piece of shit. F. Scott Fitzgerald did, and she actually died in a fire in an asylum, I believe. Zelda Fitzgerald, I think, died. Oh my god, what in the Jane Eyre? The husbands just threw him in an asylum, said that they were being irrational. Irrational this. Yeah, I would have been thrown into an asylum unquestionably if I would have been around in the 30s. There's just no way. I'm loud and I don't agree. And I get angry. Rationally so. Too much power. This bitch would have been thrown in there. A hundred percent. And dangerous. And I don't know how much of this is historically accurate. It's probably really indulged, I would guess. But the things that were happening to people were inhumane. And I think that this came really close to kind of like telling an interesting, terrifying story while still being like, this was fucked up. This was massively fucked up. The doctor was evil. I think that that is kind of a useful way of using that storytelling. We'll put it that way. Like a morally right way. As close as you can come to it. Yeah. I agree. I think it, I just think that everything was done really well. There was mm-hmm. a lot happening to fill up the space also, which I like because if there's too much empty space, I'm like, it's too long. What's happening? Yeah. Mush it close together. The twists just keep going because oh, yeah. it turns out she's not fucking 
fucking dead. She was fucking Dr. Sandy Cohen, okay? He brought her back to life and they're pranking the husband and they wanted him to die in that machine. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just, from that point forward, she's very haunting. There's blood on the train of her nightgown. She kills Sandy Cohen. He's a loose end. She's a loose cannon. And they think they kill Barbosa Price and he's got a fucking bulletproof vest on because he's Steven fucking Price. So he's still alive. So they're both alive. And he's like, well, I'm going to kill you now. And then they unleash the darkness. <laughs> and I mean, aside from the darkness being like fucking stupid looking, that room is gross. The whole it's thing, like the awful. idea of it being this mass Ooh. of dead souls. Creeping towards her. And he's like, Evelyn, get up right now. And she's like, is this another trick? No, man, it's not. It's not. you. Yeah. It's really gross. Like, I will give it that. Like, even for how unappealing it is visually. <laughs> oh, do you is... know what it was like? I don't think you watched that that um, Dario Argento movie, Church. That was grotesque. What this thing was trying to look like, that thing did look like. It was a massive, like, absorbed bodies. It's kind of like it was made of smoke and not like physical bodies Mm. and it had like it had like all the faces of the people who died like coming in and out but it also had like two naked ladies in the middle like (laughs) like this it was wild was it a cgi effect or was it something else in the Dario Argento one it was very much practical it's sickening okay I'm gonna have to watch that because that's like the first thing that I thought of like when I saw this thing it's like I'm not scared of this because it looks fucking stupid but if this was like actually like a practical effect that was done well either it would be terrifying or it would be like campy as fuck and I kind of both because it's so grotesque if i had to breathe the same airs i would pass away it wouldn't even kill me i would simply pass away because it's that fucking gross (laughs) and it's next to me and it could touch me it's gross i love love that yeah i'm gonna have to watch we're gonna have to cover that maybe we'll put that in sometime later this year next year okay it was on tubi when i watched it but that was months ago and i just happened to see someone mention it on twitter and i saw the cover and i was like i don't know what the fuck this is but i'm watching it right now um i have to say you know the darkness gets what she wants for the most part but because of little pritchard i think it was named pritchard i think so yeah that's the little owner guy his ghost managed to stay separated from the darkness and not consumed long enough to let them escape Mm -hmm. with the money i'm like what wrap it up send it off it's good to go i had a great time i watched this movie twice this week i think i did too but that's because i like zoned out in the middle and i wanted to make sure i had everything i wanted to watch once for funsies and then once for homework this movie's so nostalgic for me and i think that when i sit and complain about lore and i complain that like the the pieces don't come together this is the movie that i kind of like compare it to because (laughs) i mean it doesn't spell everything out it doesn't have to it just functions in a way that makes sense and if you're questioning you're questioning what could it possibly be on top of what you already understand versus 
versus like what the fuck which is what we usually get <laughs> like what are the rules I don't know how many times I've had to say that I kind of like don't want to say this but I think that this is like a a four chud for me this is like a higher up there one for me you don't have to feel any kind of way about that I give it a three and a half chuds really Mm -hmm. solid there's something missing for me I can't really put my finger on it but this is a very solid movie and I was really happy to see it on Tubi because I love revisiting these movies that Mm -hmm. we've been covering that we've seen before as kids I love revisiting them as adults and I love that that I can still see the scary elements of this movie you know even though sometimes I feel like I've been very desensitized you know I watch something like this and I'm like I remember this is the shit this is my meat and potatoes this is the shit that I love and I would definitely anytime this movie popped up I'm gonna watch it yeah a hundred percent the setting's great the lore is solid enough. It holds water. The CGI is fucked She's up. Oh. She's gorgeous. Her outfits are great. Honestly, all of it, even Dr. Sandy Cohen looks dapper as fuck. Yeah, it all meshes together very well. I think the cast, even with the two ladies, yeah. I feel like the cast was very perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you for including and surviving a black man. Amen. Yeah. I, I just, I really dig it. I really dig all of it. Even little Chris Kattan, his character, I feel feel like it would have been very incomplete without him because Mm -hmm. he's in like every scene like oh we're all gonna die now like I tried to fucking tell you guys where's the alcohol like (laughs) get out of here and ultimately ended up being the savior for the two surviving characters even though he didn't make it love him it shows that you can be kind of negative about the situation like in a practical way (laughs) and still be the saving grace and know what's right and really like I hadn't even thought about it and again that's another way that the lore folds into itself that the Mm -hmm. two that escaped were not related to anyone there what he's got to be thinking is like these guys aren't involved in this pull the rope let them out Mm -hmm. and even though the prizes weren't involved it's their fault that they're there in the first Mm -hmm. place they facilitated this incident so they didn't deserve to make it no they were gonna kill each other anyway right i feel like as much as like i love them as a couple i'm glad the house ate them i feel like i would have been a little disappointed if even one of them made it like eat them Mm-hmm. Eat the rich. Yeah, eat them, keep them together, fighting for eternity. Yeah. They will be great additions to the next time you haunt a bitch. Exactly. Okay, you know what movie I want as a sequel to this? Is like what? a Zach Baggins-esque ghost hunter comes in here and tries to exercise the house. And gets yeah. his whole crew yeah. eaten. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like it. Who do we have to email? Sure, I'm having a great time. And mm-hmm. this is very welcome after 31 Days of Horror. That was a lot. <laughs> was a it lot. sure as hell was. <laughs> we'll do it every year. We'll suffer for the mm-hmm. cause like ooh, I love the breaks after I changed my mind I'm giving it four treads because Woo! why not I feel like this is definitely the best of that era too like that late 90s early 2000s and for me that's my era of watching movies with my mommy so in the meantime you can find this podcast on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site or on twitter at GITM podcast you can find me on twitter at witchxpudding and you can find me at nocturnical okay bye